0: Welcome back to the fourth episode of Pocono Mountains Podcast. I'm Jim Hamill. It's officially spring, and while winter has its benefits like skiing and snow tubing, ice fishing, and building snowmen, it's a welcome change to warmer weather and being able to go outside without heavy coats on. In this episode, we're visiting Honesdale. It's the county seat of Wayne County, and like Jim Thorpe, Stroudsburg, and Milford, it has a lot of history. Speaking of winter... It's the home of the song Winter Wonderland, the lyrics written by Honesdale native Dick Smith, who lived across from picturesque Central Park.
1: A beautiful sight, oh, we're happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. land.
0: Honesdale is also known as the birthplace of the American Railroad, as we'll soon learn from former mayor Ab Rutherford. Homesdale is also my hometown and has recently gained a lot of recognition with articles in Philadelphia Magazine and Country Living Magazine for its small-town charm and downtown renaissance. The Poconos is a year-round destination for millions, and with 2,400 square miles of mountains, lakes, forests, and rivers with historic downtowns and iconic family resorts, it's the perfect getaway for a weekend or an entire week. You can always find out more on PoconoMountains.com or watch Pocono Television Network streaming live 24-7. Well, back to Honesdale now, and there's a Pocono Mountains Visitor Center located at the Wayne County Visitor Center where you can catch a ride on the Storebridge Line. It's a railroad excursion that takes you along the beautiful Lackawaxon River to another nearby town, Hawley. Thanks for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. We'll have a new episode each week highlighting lots of the fun things you can experience while you're visiting the Poconos here in PA in any season, winter, spring, summer, or fall. Now former Mayor Ab Rutherford from an episode of Pocono Perspectives. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of Pocono Perspectives on the Pocono Television Network. I'm Jim Hamill here in downtown Honesdale, Pennsylvania. It's beautiful here this time of year or any time of year in the Pocono Mountains. And I have the mayor, former mayor of Honesdale, Albert Rutherford, with me, also known as Ab. Thank you, Ab, for joining us here to talk history in Honesdale.
1: That's my pleasure, Jim.
0: I uh, want to go back to the fact that you've grown up here in Honsdale. Uh Think about, for me, just what it was like to, to grow up in a, in a town like this uh, all, all those years ago.
1: Well, that was a long time ago. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, it, w- it was fun is what it was. Uh, did elementary school here uh, at the uh, Storebridge School, which is now county-owned. And uh, they have all sorts of activities going on up there, incubator projects and so forth. I went to high school here. At that time, the high school was right downtown in Honesdale, on Church Street between the Presbyterian and Methodist churches. It was convenient enough so that if you lived close enough to the school, you could go home for lunch as long as you got back in time for fifth period classes. Uh, It was uh, certainly different from the the way it it is now. Uh, The town itself, I think, in terms of... uh, uh, the geography and so forth uh, hasn't changed that much uh, in terms of uh, population and going out, going outside because we're, we're in this valley. Uh, we're limited by the, the river, the cliff, and so on. So in terms of building and expansion, the borough is about done. There's just no more room. Any expansion would be out into the township such as Texas Township or Cherry Ridge. Township, the uh, surrounding area, but the uh, uh, configuration of the town itself is is pretty much set.
0: And for generations, this community has been um, uh, an agricultural community as well. There's even farms right within the borough limits, right?
1: There, 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 there were. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think uh, county-wise, we're down to about 40 dairy farms now in Wayne County. Uh, when I was growing up here. Uh, there were literally, there were hundred, several hundred dairy farms. In fact, the talk then was Wayne County had more cows than people, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is certainly not the case now.
0: Yeah. Uh, y- your expertise goes way back. You, you've, you're a student of history. Uh, tell me what it was that really spawned Honesdale as it is today, and it has to do with uh, natural resources, right?
1: One four-letter word is why we're here today, and that four-letter word is coal. anthracite coal. Uh, Coal was discovered in uh, about the 18-teens over in Carbondale by the Wurtz brothers, Mm -hmm. who were from Philadelphia. Uh, They explored up here, uh, made some local contacts, and uh, began to actually uh, mine coal uh, in in Carbondale. The question was how do they get it to a market? They did some engineering. One of the Wurtz brothers himself uh, walked miles and miles in the area to just uh, test out the geography and and so forth. Uh, The bottom line was uh, they constructed a canal from back then Dybury Forks, which is what Honesdale was originally known as, in other words, right here, uh, over to uh, Kingston, New York on the Hudson River. That was 108 miles. Uh, of canal, but because of the geography of the the Musick Mountains uh, west of Waymart, uh, the canal was just impossible physically to construct a canal to go over the mountain. So they built at that point a gravity railroad which ran from Carbondale here to Honesdale. And so Honesdale became the, the nexus of those two communication uh, but means, and uh, this is was, this coal was stored here, uh, shipped from here, and uh, up until 1898, uh, that's what kept Honesdale on the map. Uh, millions of tons, as, as things developed, uh, millions of tons of anthracite were moved out of Honesdale, shipped down the canal to Kingston, where they were then loaded onto Hudson River craft, taken down to the Metropolitan New York market. Right, and
0: we are sitting right now in the Wayne County Historical Society, which is the former uh, base of operations for the D&H Canal Company, correct?
1: The uh, oldest part of the museum here was, in fact, the office, uh, Honesdale office of the D&H Delaware and Hudson Canal Company, yes.
0: And its president was the mayor of New York City at one time, and that's how Honesdale got its name,
1: right? Philip Hone, uh, you are correct. Uh, was the uh, first president of the dnh & H, uh, served a term as mayor of New York City.
0: Wow! Wow! So that's how Honesdale became Honesdale. Uh, from then on, they weren't done making history here. Is that right? uh...
1: They—they they certainly were not. Uh, up until about the abandonment of the canal in 1898, uh, the D & H carried the, the the great bulk of the the business here here in. In town but by the time uh, the canal shut down uh, there were several uh, concerns that had had developed uh, there were cut glass factories in town there was an elevator company uh, there are many shoe factories uh, there were clothing uh, and textile uh, businesses uh, my grandmother my mother's mom uh, as, a, as a teenager uh, worked uh, uh, in a silk mill here in town uh, located in now what we call East Honsdale, uh down where the super-duper market is now located in the Salvation Army, an area called Silk Mill Flats, which at that time was a baseball field. And that's where the immortal Christy Mathewson uh, really got his uh, start as a as a ball player playing for the Honesdale semi-pro team in 18, uh 98 and 1899.
0: Wow! So not only that history but American railroad history, right? Because Honesdale is known as the birthplace of the American railroad.
1: And that's thanks to the D&H and the piece of uh, iron which is uh, right behind us. Uh the uh, D&H uh, had a, an amazing uh, civil engineer uh as uh, its its progenitor in the, in the fellow by the name of of John B. Jervis, uh, for whom incidentally Port Jervis is named, mm-hmm. uh, Jervis uh, submitted the plan to the D&H as to how to uh, move some of the coal cars on his, his railroad, and he called for steam locomotion, which uh, was totally unknown on th- on this side of the Atlantic. There 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 were none. Uh, however, uh, in England. Uh, in connection with the uh, coal industry there, steam locomotives had been developed to transport uh, coal from the mines to shipping points, to also typically canals in, in in England, and this had persisted for at least a decade or fifteen years. So th- there were several steam locomotives in in England at that time, and uh, Jervis engaged. Uh, uh, an engin- a young engineer who had worked uh, for the DNH but who was convinced in his own mind that uh, steam tr- locomotive transport rather than canal transport was the wave of the future. Right. And he had decided to go to England to study the situation for himself. His name was Horatio Allen. He was a graduate of Columbia University, and uh, he had resigned from the D&H to uh, go to England. Uh, somehow Jervis got to... To know this. And he uh, made a, an agreement with Allen to act as agent for the DNH to uh, go to England. And uh, if satisfied with the progress there, uh, he actually authorized the purchase of locomotives uh, by Allen for the benefit of the D And Allen did buy four locomotives and had them shipped over here at various times. Uh, the one that's sitting behind us is a replica of. Uh, an engine called the Sturbridge. we call it Sturbridge. my British friends call it right, uh, right. and uh, Because of the lion that's painted on the front of the boiler it's come down to history as the Stourbridge lion. Uh, that locomotive uh, arrived in New York City in uh, uh, the spring of uh, the winter of uh, early 1829. Uh, it was uh, reassembled in New York City. Uh, shipped up the Hudson to Kingston, and up the canal to Honesdale, and uh, here on August 8, 1829, it was fired up and test run. Uh, The uh, uh, engine ran out to uh, uh, Sealyville, about three miles west of Honesdale, where it encountered a uh, bridge. that was too low to accommodate the tall smokestack. Uh Uh, Allen simply reversed his valve and backed into Honesdale. So that, that little trip of four to six miles or so was in fact the, the first uh, trip of any you know engine designed for commercial use uh, that uh, ran on the, this side of the water in the Western, the Western Hemisphere. And uh, uh, it's been celebrated as such. Uh, we we're fortunate enough to have in the museum here a replica of the engine, full, full-size replica, built in the 1920s. Uh, and uh, it's, the, it's a showpiece of our museum here in Honesdale.
0: To think the railroad got its start in Honesdale with the Storbridge Lion is really amazing. I can remember visiting the Smithsonian and seeing the boiler from the Lion on display there. Quite remarkable history for one town. We'll have more with Ab Rutherford in just a moment. Thanks again for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available. For more information, head to PoconoMountains.com. Now for a message from Chris Barrett. What's in a promise? It's a way of saying that we care. The Pocono Promise is our way of saying that we care about you and your meeting or event here in the Pocono Mountains. You and your comfort you and your experience and oh by the way we want you to have fun we have always been here in good times and not so good times and we always will be feel the comfort again when you have your meeting or event here in the pocono mountains find us and the pocono promise at poconomountains.com we're back i'm jim hamill and we learned quite a bit about the industrial heyday of honesdale with the dnh canal and then the storebridge lion the first steam locomotive to run on rails in the continental U.S. But there's still some railroading going on in Honesdale to this very day. Former Mayor Ab Rutherford now with more about Honesdale. And there are still tracks in the area along the Lackawaxen River, but they're not the same tracks. These are excursion lines that people can come and enjoy the beauty of the Lackawaxon River and th- just the, the different um, communities throughout this part of the Poconos.
1: Th- those tracks uh, that uh, begin here in Honesdale run down through Hawley and uh, down to the, uh, used to be the Erie main line in in, uh, in Lackawaxen mm-hmm. uh, are old Erie tracks. Right. Uh, they were built uh, from, uh, Erie, or from Hawley down to Lackawaxen, during the Civil War period and in the years right after the Civil War, extended from Hawley up here to, to Honesdale. Now it's interesting because at that point they terminated in East Honesdale near what is now uh, the Agway mm-hmm. in, in that area down there. Uh, and the reason for that was simply the, the configuration of the canal would not permit the railroad to come up in, into town. Uh, they did not get up here until 1898 when the canal was abandoned. The basin right directly behind our museum here was filled in and tracks were laid at that time. And it was only at that point that the Erie was able to make it up here into Honesdale proper.
0: AND I'VE SEEN YOU uh, uh, PUTTING ON um, THE UNIFORM AND GOING OUT ON THOSE EXCURSION LINES ON THE, the STORE BRIDGE LINE WHICH HAS uh, TAKEN VISITORS HERE TO WAYNE COUNTY THROUGHOUT THIS AREA TO REALLY ENJOY ALL FOUR SEASONS, RIGHT?
1: Uh, YES, the, uh, uh, THAT WAS re- uh, RESUMED, I'LL PUT IT THIS WAY, IN TERMS OF THE exc- EXCURSIONS, PROBABLY 30, 35 YEARS AGO by the Honesdale cha- the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. uh, they purchased a, a locomotive uh, and uh, five coaches, and uh, for several years the chamber uh, ran the uh, the excursions uh, down to Hawley and then farther on down to, to Lackawaxon. The scenery is beautiful. Uh, you see things from the train ride that you just don't see from the uh, automobile. In in in, uh, in a particular. Several parts of the old canal, the stonework and mm-hmm. so forth, are still visible uh, from, the, from the train, uh, not visible basically from, from an automobile. Uh, and during October, the, the so-called fall foliage tours, mm-hmm. uh, the, the scenery is just fabulous going down through, through the woods. Also very interesting, in the wintertime when the leaves are off the trees, mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like a different trip. Uh, there's m- more of the stonework is available. Uh, it's uh, uh, well worth uh, going down uh, in in mid mid winter, even though it's a little cold. The cars are all heated, right. so right. It, it's a it's a wonderful. Uh, feature to have here now.
0: And to think uh, all the other notable things here in honesdale highlights for children, the magazine, you know, that you see in, in doctor's offices and at children's, you know, bedsides uh, is headquartered here and begu- began here. Um, now even Honesdale has, you said, undergone transformation after transformation. There's eateries, there's coffee shops, breweries. It's really kind of come into its own of late, hasn't it?
1: Well, it's had to. Uh, what, what's the... Uh, the canal left, uh, just as a matter of for sur- its survival, it had to reinvent itself. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, the, the different industries are, that were then, uh, the textile mills are gone now. And as as you suggested, it, it's almost become a little boutique uh, type of thing on, on, on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the neat things, especially with some of the younger entrepreneurs in town, uh, the coffee shops, the breweries, uh the gift shops and so forth have once again uh the town has has reinvented itself uh, to accommodate the the situation.
0: And there's plenty of festivals and things to do throughout the year that uh, visitors can look forward to, right?
1: Oh, uh Roots and Rhythm mm-hmm. in the in the summertime has turned into a a, a real destination. Uh and the uh, uh organizers and promoters of of that and that's only been what 10 years at the most, something like right. that. It's
0: celebrating 15 years 15 now in 15 years, yeah.
1: okay. Uh, but uh, they've been getting better and better uh, groups in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now a destination. People look forward to Roots and Rhythm, mm-hmm. and it's become quite a weekend in mid-summer.
0: That it has. Uh, you know, you talk about the future of Homesdale now, too. Uh, there's a lot of different groups trying to um, capitalize on all of the, uh, you know, farm-to-table opportunities, the agricultural things that are right in our backyards here. So your hope for the future of Honesdale is that it continues to change itself and, and, and get better over time, I would imagine.
1: I, I think so, and, I, and I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Ab Rutherford, uh, former mayor of Honesdale and history buff extraordinaire, we really do appreciate you joining us here for this edition of Pocono Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed Pocono Mountains podcast. Thanks again to Ab Rutherford in Honesdale. We'll keep the story of the coal industry alive in our next episode and learn about Asa Packer and the anthracite coal that brought much of the region through the Industrial Revolution and how that shaped today's Pocono towns. Please remember to subscribe anywhere podcasts are available. And you can head to PoconoMountains.com for more information on how to book your trip and build your itinerary for a future visit to the Pocono Mountains. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.